London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in, Miller and Condon, on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO 106.3. On the FM dial is Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're with you for the next couple of hours and appreciate you spending some of that time here with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, at the bottom of the hour, we will speak with Ben Kershaval. He covers college football uh, for CBSSports.com. He's located in Oklahoma or Texas? He wasn't Texas. Texas, but I remember the last time we talked to him back in the spring, he was thinking about moving. They were on the cusp of maybe moving. Lived in Austin, though, yep, for right. a number of years, and not sure where he ended up, or maybe just stayed right there in Texas. Well, he's still covering college sports, regardless of where he does it from, and he will join us at uh, 1030. We'll deviate, as we've done at 1105, uh, from the uh, the biggest story that continues to reverberate after seemingly taking uh, Tuesday off, picked up again <laughs> yesterday in a big way. Uh, but uh, Chris Monter, who covers the NBA draft and uh, is, is his site is College Basketball News on Twitter, College BB News. Uh, we will speak with him about the NBA draft, obviously paying sp- uh, close attention to the two Hawkeyes that uh, may hear their names called tonight. Um, there's, there's speculation. In fact, uh, Matt Yeoman's a guy who... <laughs> Can't bet. You, th- you think you bet a lot. Do yeah. we think you bet a lot? This guy fires on everything. He's got Luca Garza on the under fifty something. That apparently there's a prop out there mm-hmm. for Garza, and he loves it. Uh, we know that Joe Wieskamp. Well, we don't know. We th- we thought we knew that Alan Lazar was going to be drafted. Sure, um, felt pretty confident about that. That didn't happen. Think pretty uh, pretty confident that Joe Wieskamp will get drafted. So we'll see. We'll pick Chris Monter's brain on those two and uh, some of the other uh, players that will hear their name drafted. Tonight in the NBA draft. And then about 11.25, Nate Bolton, Hedberg and Bolton, Senator Nate, State Senator Nate Bolton will join us with the news that the cease and desist letter has gone out from Bob Bowlesby and the Big 12 to stop talking to their our school's ESPN. Tortious interference uh, is a big, big topic. What does that mean? Well, we're going to ask Nate Bolton that, as well as uh, some of the other layers of potentially uh, the legalities. And let's be honest, lawyers are about to make a boatload of money uh, in all of this thing. So pretty big news yesterday when uh, the story broke that Bob Bowlesby has sent the four-letter network a cease and desist letter. And Trent, you know, my biggest takeaway on all of this, and, and we say it, yeah, ESPN owns college football. All right, it's one thing to say it, but when you really dig into it, what does it mean? Mm-hmm. They own college football. Absolutely. And this is the part that we've gone down the road, and I've gone down the road of believing there's going to be two super conferences. One is going to be controlled by Fox, the Big Ten, Pac-12, and the other, the SEC, or whatever conglomerate they come up with, will be by ESPN. I think this is the route we're heading and I think this cements my thought process even more after seeing this. Yeah. Bob Bowlesby to come out in that direction. And that he, firm- he, won a, he won a round yesterday, Trent, and he did. He won a, it was a 10 8 round. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's going to win the fight because at the end of the day, who's got the hammer? ESPN's got the hammer. They've got the, they've got, 
television. They've got ESPN Plus, ESPN2, Longhorn Network, ACC Network, SEC Network. They own everything. It's amazing that a television network that was born in 1979 can actually own a sport. And they do. They do. And... Not just do they have, of course, the microphone, and we know how powerful the microphone is, but they also have Disney. They have Disney lawyers. They have backing, and they have backing, and they can run this thing. If it becomes a court case, mm-hmm. well, it will in, become a court case. For all intents and purposes, they could stretch this thing out and bankrupt that money that would come in from Disney, from Oklahoma, from Texas, because that's what they can do. That's what ESPN could do. That is. Their big sword on the other side will run you into the ground, and yeah. they can do that. Um, and, and if and look, I think the Big Twelve look good for Bob Bullsby. Bob mm-hmm. Bullsby needed to, to win around yesterday, and and I think he did. I truly believe it was a good day for the Big Twelve. But in the big picture, I'm just not so sure it's 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 going to matter. We'll see. Here's what I want to know, um, because we've said all along that the schools, the trust factor, it has to be there. So let's say that ESPN, and I believe they did. I mean, Bullsby said we have irrefutable evidence that they reached out. Is that an email? I don't know what that is. I hope it's not an email. I hope they're smarter than to be communicating uh, by email. Or public email. Right. If it's a .edu, yeah, you can get that with FOIA. Absolutely. So I I hope they're smarter than that. But if it's gregsankey at gmail.com, you can't get his personal well, email. Well, true, but they do have, as Bolsby says, we beyond a shadow of a doubt, we've got proof. So, yes, and it, that is not a surprise. No, but here's my question. If it was three schools that they reached out to, did all three of those schools at the same time alert Bob Bolsby? Mm-hmm. Or did one? And then it was, if it was one school that did... How does this make the other two look? Oh, we were going to get a hold of you and let you know, but we, you know, we just some, we, something came up. You know, I mean, we we've scoffed at the united front. Are they really a united front? I think we'll that's, see. This solidifies it, doesn't? I, I think this shows that yes, this is a unified if front. If they eight. went to Bullsby at yeah. the same time, if they didn't, then that united front that that they're putting up a good front saying they are, mm-hmm. because if they didn't go, I'll, I'll go at the same time, and one blew the whistle. And narked them. Mm-hmm. Then why didn't the? What were the other three doing? Or what were the other two doing? They were just going to keep this to themselves. If Gene Taylor at Kansas State made the call to Bosby, hey, the Americans trying to get me to join, mm-hmm. and so they let everybody else know, hey, this is what's happening. Oh yeah, they were. They and then all of a sudden, Baylor, too. hey, yeah, by the way, we got that same email. We were going to tell you, but right. you know, we we I was called into a meeting. <laughs> right, right. I had something else going on. Right. So, I had to jump on my jet ski, sorry. Look, I, I, I hope they all went together. I mm-hmm. truly do. If they did, then... This that, is good. This is good. Yes. If they didn't, then that that unified front may be not as strong as we think. Look, get as much money as you can. Negotiate the hell out of this. Get a promise from ESPN that part of the settlement is going to be out. We're going to air your games. Right. We're going to air your games. They're not going to be all 11 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to force you guys to play Wednesday or Thursday night. We are going to make it as palatable for you as you possibly can. Or we're going to give you a Thursday night package that makes sense. With the NFL now migrating to Amazon Prime on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. Thursday night football and college football back in the 90s and into the mm-hmm. 2000s was a huge deal. Yeah, massive. That is obviously relented as the NFL is taking over there. But with that, and for old people like us that 
I don't want to get on there. I want to flip channels during right. commercials. And I, w- I want to bounce around on and a this Thursday this is part night. of ESPN's play as well because they want people watching TV. Right. You do this and you say, yeah, that Thursday night package, and we'll blow it up for you. Uh-huh. We'll make it big. And, yeah, the windows aren't going to be the same on Saturdays maybe that you would get in the past. Mm-hmm. But Thursday night football and the American Big 12 conglomerate, whatever it turns out to be, that is going to be a big deal for you. That is going to be a prime spot. Not your best games, but maybe your second best game every week. Mm-hmm. We're going to schedule for that Thursday night. I think that would make a lot of sense. The other thing that I think you've told, I've really struggled getting a grasp, is why we heard right away the American reaching out. Because if the Big 12 disbands, that money goes it's away. Gone. Why would this be happening? I understand the American trying to put up a strong upper lip and try to do that. Well, it's ESPN on behalf of the American, or the American on behalf of ESPN. And that's what we learned. Uh-huh. This was not just what a reco the uh, the uh, head of the American making that phone call. This was ESPN telling him mm-hmm. to make the phone mm-hmm. call and make that happen. And I don't take this as a knock that ESPN is is, is uh, has. Um, no respect for the Big 12. This is a business decision. Yes. They want the Big 12 to, not because they want the Big 12 to die, they do financially, but I don't think that they're looking at a thing and, you know what, the AAC is a better conference than the Big 12. Let's kill the Big 12. This is all about killing the Big 12 so they can save money. Absolutely. In a big way, save money. Uh, get- what, what makes, what's a better conference? The eight remaining schools plus the four we've talked about yep. to get to 12. Central Florida, Memphis, Cincinnati, BYU, that, boom. That's the answer. That's I'm not sure BYU's in play, but I know you like them. They're a big brand. I they get are. that. Yeah. Um, and they have ESPN backing. And they have ESPN backing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connecting some dots mm-hmm. there. That one, or a conference that also includes East Carolina. That's just it. You know, the South Florida's been terrible for mm-hmm. a decade now, and there's some bad, bad programs there. And a 20-team conference is what the American would turn into. Mm-hmm. What's a better conference? It's not even close. It yeah, is. Can you get pumped the about the pirates coming to town? Exactly. Right. Yeah. And kind of the some of those leftover conference right. USA schools that that got the call to move up there Here comes Temple. And what also creates a bigger TV buy? That twelve team conference we talked about, mm-hmm. or a twenty team more inventory, but some pretty crappy inventory. inventory Who do you with think it. they reached out to? Who, if you had to guess, the three schools that they reach out to: Texas Tech, absolutely. Okay. Oklahoma State, absolutely. I agree. And then they get Kansas. Because of basketball? Because of basketball. Mm-hmm. Now, there's reports that there are, they, they were um, negotiating with as many as five. Somewhere mm-hmm. between three and five. Three right. was the original number, then later on it became five. And I saw something last night that actually there might have been contact with all eight schools. I think Dennis that, Dodd had the, that. I think that's this morning. Yeah. yeah. I think Dennis Dodd had that late last night that I saw. So there's... So much of this that who were the schools, who was the one to say to Bowlesby, right. this is happening. I hope they all went together. I right. doubt that they did. Yeah. And then that's awkward mm-hmm. when Bowlesby reaches out and says, I hear you guys. Oh, we meant to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. It's a mess. It's a mess is right. My God, it's a mess. What's not a mess is the vote that's going to come from the SEC Look, Texas A&M, they, they, they were very vocal when it, uh, when it first became known. But in the end, when they put that spreadsheet in front of them and said, this is why you're going to vote yes, and those dollar signs and those columns that get filled up on that spreadsheet and, and the regents, I guess that's who runs A&M, I'll say that it's the regents, I'm not certain, uh, looked at that. No, you guys, we're, we're, we're giving this our blessing and a thumbs up. The vote will be 14 to nothing. 
Texas A&M get in line. Yes, and I they know did. I know you're pissed, but yep. you're voting yes. Do the this. right thing. Another uh, road I want to go down with you here on the TV side. Is this a Fox response? Well, where is Fox's response? Right. I mean, they. you would have to think. Radio that, silent. Mm-hmm. There has been absolutely not a mm-hmm. whimper from anything on the Fox Sports side. Yep. But they still have a deal with the Big 12. And, the, and a deal with the, to run the Big 10 network for years. Right. As well as the Pac-12, they have a deal. So they still have, they get every single year, Texas, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So we don't get that mm-hmm. game anymore? No. We have a contract. Right. We have a contract through yeah. 2025. Is this maybe where the response comes? And this is where Bullsby saying, hey, I think we got something here. And that it could come from them. And this is Fox, without saying anything, them saying, hey, we still got inventory. Yeah. We still have games. We did this contract. We're not letting ESPN butt us out of this mm-hmm. thing. We've been building. We have a great pregame show. We have a very well, not solid as package. good anymore because Urban Meyer's coaching. Yeah, you Jackson, and your love though. for Urban that guy's <laughs> gross. That, but Fox has to say to this: We're not going to allow this bully to push us around. We're going to fight back here. Yeah, we have this inventory. We expect to have this inventory at the very least through twenty twenty five. And if all these teams leave, you lose. Everything there. Yes, Oklahoma State and TCU, they don't draw the same way as the big boys. But they still draw. And they're still looking for content on FS1. They're still looking for the big noon kickoff and a game afterwards. And something maybe in between the noon kickoff between Wisconsin and Michigan and getting to the night game in the Pac-12. They're looking for content. And now that's completely gone away? No. Big 8 remaining. You stay together. Invite 4 we're going to buy your inventory mm-hmm. because we're looking for inventory ourselves. Yeah, I'll be dealing with ESPN because ESPN has put their um, eggs all in the AAC basket. Another thing I heard uh, last night, Pete Thamel from Yahoo Sports, who's been another one right on the forefront of this story, is felt like everything was rubber stamped, going to a 12-team playoff sooner probably rather than later, wasn't going to go through 2025. Table. So this was put together. By Greg Sankey. Mm-hmm. This is put by, together by Swarbrick of Notre Dame. This is put together by Bullsby, who's had mm-hmm. the knife in his back. Mm-hmm. And Craig Thompson. And Craig Thompson. So now, the Pac-12 and Big Ten and the ACC are saying, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys put this together thinking that we were all one happy unit. That's not the case. The other piece of this, remember, if they start the 12-team playoff in 2023, it doesn't go to open market. ESPN just can add the inventory, spend the extra money, and you're not going to get the most money if you don't go to open market. This is a casualty trend of of this expansion. The the college football playoff that we thought was coming in 2023, I don't think there's any way in hell that's going to happen. Um, I was going to say until everybody's contracts expired, but John Swafford, is that how you say his name? The former ACC commissioner on his way out the door. He thought he was doing the right thing at the time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, the ACC's rights go to 2036. But who owns them? ESPN. ESPN, yeah. right? Um, the ACC Network. ESPN the ACC owns. Network. It's, so they can, they can get out of it. Here's one more aspect of it, which I think the Big 12 kind of has to... Look, they had a good day yesterday. I, I will not and cannot take that, and I'm trying to take that away from but it's a big fight. You want, a, you want a battle. There's many more battles to be fought. One of those is the Sugar Bowl that ends, oh, in, yeah. that ends in 2026. That's the Big 12's big cash cow. Who owns it? ESPN. They own everything. Trent, we've been saying it for years, not as, not as loudly or not as often, five, six, four, whatever years ago. 
but it really struck home last night. ESPN doesn't own the NFL. They broadcast Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. ESPN doesn't own Major League Baseball. They don't own college basketball. They own college football. How did we let that happen? It got too far. It and got too, too much. Too much money and too big. Yes, that's what it is. Ultimately, it comes down to money, and you are the gallery furniture bowl. Well, yeah, we'll take that ESPN check. Uh, we're actually we'd like to buy your game. Okay, right. All right. ESPN doesn't go to to the NFL to to Roger Goodell and say, "Here's what we want on Monday Night Football," and we would also like to buy your divisional games. Right. And your conference championship games. No, if Houston is in the playoffs, you're getting that at Saturday afternoon in the early kickoff on the wild card. When? It was either them or Cincinnati for like a decade. That's your game. That's your game. Like it or leave it. Right. You can have it, put it somewhere else. This, But college football. And how many times have we said, you need a college football president, a czar, That's somebody running it. College basketball has one. They do. Yeah. And do you think they're going to be strong arm in this same kind of fashion? Absolutely not. And how much power does the head of college basketball really have? Not a ton. At least there's a figurehead. But there's a figurehead. There's yeah. somebody you have to go through in order for this to happen. That can put the that. brakes on a TV network owning yes. a sport. They're the biggest. They're the biggest name in all of this. It's not Alabama. It's not Clemson, Notre Dame. You pick your. You pick your school. It's ESPN. So, crystal ball. What's next? What, what are we seeing You next? say two. I say one to begin. But you know what? You make a valid point on Fox. Maybe Fox gets us. That's the perfect case scenario. By the way, if you're a Hawkeye fan, read, um, uh, subscribe to The Athletic. One of the writers there, it might have been Andy Staples. Mm-hmm. Um, by the really way, good. we have Stuart Mandel tomorrow. Uh, at 10.30 from The Athletic. Look forward to speaking with him. 11.05, actually. Oh, it's 11.05? 11.05. Thank yep. you um, for the correction. I won't schedule somebody else at 11.05. <laughs> um, he he came up with his list of 24 s- teams that will make his SEC, as he calls it, super conference. And this is poaching. And it's not poaching. It's the Power Five conferences giving up their elite schools to make one NFL-type mm-hmm. of league. Iowa's in it. Iowa made the cut. Iowa made his cut. Was it 24 or 32? I thought it was 24. 24. But does that mean that Vanderbilt and Mississippi State don't have a seat at the table? Correct. That they're... Kentucky? I still struggle to see that coming to formation. Mm-hmm. Well, do you struggle the fact that Ohio State and, oh, and Michigan are in this, and Michigan State are yeah. in this super conference? And Nebraska Maybe it's in just because I like, I like my idea more and getting yeah. more teams and getting to 48 as opposed to 24, 32. You know, those other numbers that have been thrown out. But is this where we're trending? Absolutely. Well, here's his list for those of you who don't subscribe to The Athletic, and there's a 50% off sale going on right now. And Trent and I do not earn a nickel, nor do we get free subscriptions no. uh, to The Athletic. It is worth the it money. It is worth the money. Here's his list. I'll read them for what it's worth Alabama, Auburn. This is alphabetical order Alabama, Auburn. Clemson, Florida, Florida State, Georgia. Iowa, LSU, Miami. Michigan, Michigan State. Nebraska, Notre Dame. Ohio State, Oklahoma. Oregon, Penn State, Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, USC, Vatech, Washington, Wisconsin. At his, he says, is 24 locks to make this super conference. 24 locks to make it. I didn't hear North Carolina, I don't believe nope, in there. you did not. 
Uh, didn't hear Oregon. Yeah, you did. They Oregon's did. Okay. in. Yep. Oregon was in. Mm-hmm. No Arizona schools. Uh, no Arizona schools. No UCLA. USC is the is the Pac-12 cash cow. Right. They're the cash cow in the Pac-12. Uh, Washington made it. Yes. Oregon made it. USC made it. Washington, um, a great school, mm-hmm. one of the best public schools in the country. You know, we're talking about those research research dollars. I saw something last night. They behind Michigan out of public schools spend the most money in their grad work. Of anybody in the country. Really? I was shocked by that. University of Washington would not have thought mm-hmm. that. Michigan, of course, that makes a ton of sense. Stanford was in the top 10. Of course, other schools that you'd anticipate. Washington was a surprise to me. 24 teams, though. Yep. And you get to that with NIL, with everybody <laughs> looking to Jesus. to make a buck with. And we've talked about some of those unintended consequences with name, image, and likeness. Here's, here's one. Where, mm-hmm. all right, we're not getting that check from Bill's Auto anymore. For two and a half million dollars, he's spending he's on, on players. Yeah, he's yeah. only spending seven hundred thousand with us, and mm-hmm. the rest is going to the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are we going to make that up? And not just Bill's Auto, but everyone else, and all the way through. Yeah, you're looking to figure out mm-hmm. a way to make make this work. That's a certainly a way to do. So, that. if you're Bullsby and and his team of lawyers, <laughs> uh, and you're going up against Disney and their team of lawyers, <laughs> good luck. Um, it's going to be a fight. Yep, uh, deep pockets. Do you continue to try and poke the ESP because they're the eight hundred pound gorilla? They've got they've got distribution of your games, and you will be okay if indeed it does go to two thousand twenty five and you get all that money. Plus, it's it's what it's eighty million dollars per school. Plus, you get their rights, right. which I think ends up to be like about five thousand five thousand five million each for the remaining Big Twelve schools. Do, but do you? Squeeze as much money as you can out of the four-letter network, or do you take some and a not not a verbal promise, a promise in writing that we will continue to make the Big Twelve viable entity on our stations? I think that's the hope, and I think that's the best direction for them. I, I think that makes a whole lot of sense. We've continued to hear now the Pac-12. More than likely pumping the brakes as opposed to expanding. Uh-huh. Same thing with the Big Ten. It's not going to be the race to 16 eight days ago that it felt like we were going, where it was everybody's got to answer the SEC, everybody's got to get to 16. That's the way we're trending. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like that's where we're going. The Big 12 still can be viable. They can still be viable with the eight remaining teams mm-hmm. and the right collection of four more. You can still but do will that. Will ESPN let them break up the AAC because they're fighting with the AAC now? They are, but how much? How does ESPN have on that college football? They do. But Central Florida, as we've talked about, a huge Mm -hmm. university, Mm -hmm. 60,000 undergrads go to that school. It is a growing metro market. Mm -hmm. And what's best for Central Florida? Staying with the American or getting that call to an autonomy conference still in the Big 12. Well, what if there is no, but what if the playoff format's completely out the window? What if those, what if those automatic bids go away because the playoff's going to come from these 24 teams? Mm. See, I think that's further down the road. I don't think we are on the precipice of that happening. That is 15 College years. football playoffs have been taken off the board. We're, we're looking at it differently now. Better chance of getting there from the American or the newfangled Big 12 or Central Florida. You go 13-0 and and that Big 12... You're getting in. What does ESPN want? <laughs> well, luckily it's athletic directors yeah. that make that call. Then where do their where do their checks come from? Well, not all of them. A lot of them. Barry Alvarez's doesn't. Mm-hmm. At least not a big portion of it. Mm-hmm. Half of it does. What if Ohio State's in that super conference? 
Yeah, see, I think we're having two different conversations here. Those are two different. At 24, yeah. I, of course, they're not going to the Big 12. But I don't think that's where we're heading mm-hmm. right now. For the here and now, getting back to 12 with the right four combination, that makes the most sense. And if you're Central Florida, you're not going to say, ah, we love it here in the American. We love going undefeated and not getting to play for a national championship. Let's give it a shot. Yeah. Um but back to where we started, I have to think that Iowa State was one of the schools. I, I don't think. Look, Iowa State's got a lot to offer. Yes, they they do. I mean, I get kind of Texas Tech because it's Lubbock. Mm-hmm. It's a o- public university. It's a public university. You get into Texas. You do. I, I, Oklahoma State is right right at the top. I, I think Iowa State's the second call. If it's a football decision, Kansas doesn't get that call. They right? Don't. It's it's Texas Tech. It's Iowa State and it's Oklahoma State. Baylor. No. no thanks. Too many TCU, skeletons in that closet. Yeah, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. A lot of closets. And you don't think that matters? Well, it should. Yes. And I hope it does. Um, K State. I mean, the K State's in the worst. I think. I think K State possibly in the worst shape of any of the remaining eight. Them or Baylor. Yeah, Those ba- would be the two. Yeah. Baylor's in Texas, but it's a small private mm-hmm. institution. They just won a college basketball national championship, but. Doesn't matter. It's football. One iota. Yeah, it's football. They played for a Big 12 championship two years ago. Yeah, uh, look at And the Art Browse thing is still fresh in everybody's memory. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, 27 minutes after 10. We'll get to Ben Kershaw. pick his brain next. Boy, I hope they went together when they made that phone call to Bullsby. I hope it wasn't just one of them. And yeah, we meant to call you. <laughs> Whoops. How awkward is that? Uh, time for uh, to, to go for the green here on KXN. Win $1,000 right now. Uh, tomorrow's the final day of this promotion, folks, just to let you know. Win $1,000 right now by texting the keyword LOVE to 200-200. That's LOVE to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. All right. Uh, LOVE to 200-200. Ben Kirchival, CBSSports.com. We will pick his brain as to how he sees this going forward. We will talk NBA draft with Chris Montour on the two Hawks that hope to hear their names called tonight. If you were a betting man, over, under 45 on Wieskamp. Under. Over, under 50 on Garza. Over. Over. Or plus money on undrafted for Garza. I might lean there. He's worked his ass off, yes, man. He he just, I mean, it's, look, it's, you, the guy doesn't always get the girl here in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, he may not get drafted, and he's worked his tail off, and he's, he's a great college basketball player. But so many of these great college basketball players, year after year after year, don't have what the NBA yeah. is looking for. It's, it's a different kind of game. It's a different kind of game. Miller and Condon approaching 1030 on Des Moines, Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KX and Owen 106- See you at the row. Cheers. Back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. About 25 minutes before the hour of 11, we take you until noon. NBA draft conversation. Garza, Wieskamp, 
Where will they be slotted tonight, or will they both? We'll find out. Chris Montreux will help us out with that and other stuff at 11.05. And then the legal side of this whole Big 12 stuff with our friend Nate Bolton from Hedberg and Bolton at 11.25. Help us out with tortious interference, etc., etc. Lawyers are going to make a lot of money, uh, as we as they always do uh, in these type of things. Ben Kirchival, uh, he's in Austin. He writes for CBSSports.com, and he joins the program. Ben, uh, thank you for finding time for us. No, you're busy. Trenton Kennan, Des Moines. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Uh, so let's get uh, let's get to what, what happened yesterday. On the surface, it seemed like uh, Bob Bowlesby got a much-needed win after taking a lot of body blows over the first few days uh, with the cease and desist letter. But at the end of the day, I mean, this is how I see it. I want to see, you know, get your feelings on this. ESPN, there's going to come a time where... Uh, if the big, if these eight schools stay together and add, they're going to need their games to be on. You would think one of ESPN platforms. Um, what's that going to be like after you go through this legal battle uh, in 2025? Has come and gone. I don't know. I don't know what any of this is going to look like. I'll say this: you know, Bolsby has been taken in the teeth out there, and, and you deserve that. I mean, if you're talking at Big 12 media days, you're not worried about realignment. And the next thing you know, your two most prominent schools are, are bolting. Um, and you had no idea the whole time. I mean, I candidly, guys, I think that's a fireable offense. It's, it's, yes, it, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a fireable offense. I, I think Bowlesby should be out. The cease and desist letter, he's, I'm sure he's on to something. I mean, ESPN does not broadcast college football. It runs it. Right. Uh, more than the NCAA does. And I, I think you would probably have, I don't want to say a very good case. I mean, you're like I, I'm listening in, you're going to have an attorney on who's probably going to be able to shed more light on this than me, but uh, you're going to have to find the proof of that. But it's, I, I think on the surface, you look at it and you say, how could it be anything else? Uh, you know, if you're not even talking about just Oklahoma and Texas to the SEC, you're talking about, a handful of other teams maybe going somewhere else because then if you're ESPN, then you then you're not worried about whatever grant of rights deal that you have with the Big Twelve because there's no conference left to mm-hmm. to pay out, and it's um, it's very concerning. This whole thing, and I, I'm not trying to pound my chest over this because this is all very depressing. I, I, if you guys have me on the show long enough, I hate realignment. I hate it is the worst thing that college athletics has ever done. And it's been like this for a while. And 10 years ago, when everyone's like, oh, the Pac-16, oh, that might be kind of interesting. Hey, where's this team going to go? I'm like, just, okay, all right, you think it's fun and games now. You think this is, this is just every five to 10 years, this is just something we do, and you don't think about the long-term ramifications of it. I mean, this pisses me the hell off. Yeah, us too. Because this is college football is many things, and it's not perfect. It is a dumb, dumb sport. But it's our dumb sport, and it's regional. And we are just sanitizing this all, and it's good. And, and, you know, if Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, what, what makes you think that Vanderbilt is, is just infinitely grandfathered into this? Mm-hmm. What makes you think Mississippi State is? If these people are so ready and eager to stab each other in the back, what makes you think they're not going to do it to their to their own? I mean, I just what, if there's so much paranoia and so much greed, you know what happens is it never stops until everyone realizes they've had enough, and by that point, it's usually too late. 
Well, and the race to get to whatever level this turns out to be, a super conference of 24, 32 teams, ultimately, all right, so you're NFL light. But what makes makes college athletics great is being able to watch the triple option, watching Army-Navy, watching that game, and having it still be important, even though they're not playing for a national championship. The story of Iowa State last year, getting to a Fiesta Bowl, being in the top ten for the first time in program history. Those stories matter. It matters to Iowa City and Ames and Starkville and Gainesville and all across the country. It's about college towns, and it just feels like we are. You're absolutely right, Ben. You got me pissed off because it feels like we're getting further and further away from that. Well, and at that point, why don't you just do an AFC and an NFC? Why don't we yeah. skip the whole shebang and just get to it? Just get me one bullet in the head and not 50 in the chat. Mm-hmm. Ben Kershaw, CBSSports.com. Ben, uh, what I would love to know is, and, and uh, the, there's no doubt that the eight schools are stronger together, but are they really together? You have to be looking out for, for, for number one. So yesterday we found out that somewhere between three and five schools were allegedly ESPN was working to get those schools to the AAC, to the American Athletic. How, how did that, how did Bowlesby find out? Did they all as a collective group? reach out to Bob Bowlesby and say, we got to let you know that this is going on? Or was it just one of those schools reached out to Bob Bowlesby? And if it was, how bad and untrustworthy does that make the other two or three or four schools that didn't reach out and let Bob Bowlesby know that this was happening behind the scenes? Uh, that's a question for Dennis Dodd off air, off the record. Okay. That's, you, you, won't, you won't get an answer publicly about that. Um, but I'll, I can tell you this. There is no trust. Yeah. There is no trust. And I don't know why there would be. No, I don't either. You know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in West Virginia currently visiting my family, so I'm in Oregon, right? And they want so, they're looking at the ACC. Yeah. I mean, they want desperately, cause it, and that goes back a long ways. That goes back, uh, they thought they were, you know, just geographically, you're, just, you're a better fit in the ACC. And you've got Pitt there and Virginia Tech and Syracuse, Boston College, you know, teams you, you're familiar with, but... That, that's not a guarantee that they'll even give you a second look. The only thing that they have to bank on is that Gordon Gee's the president. Gordon Gee knows freaking everybody. Uh, you know, that's what you're hoping for. So if you're West Virginia, you know, you, someone might be talking about you with the AAC, but I, I think they have their sights set higher because they've been a pretty consistently, you know, a top 30-ish, you know, program, and they feel like that's kind of where their home would be, but – there are no guarantees in all of this. And, and, you know, if you're in Iowa State or Kansas State or, you know, West Virginia or Texas, I mean, where, where, where do you go? And, and today, it might be those programs. But like I said, you give this enough time, it, there are so many programs where if we classify them, group of five, power of five, you know, ACC, AAC, there's a lot of programs that are real similar. They just happen to be in kind of different levels. And so while it's, you know, Iowa State looking for a home today, it might be someone else in the SEC that is of similar stature five years from now. That's what's kind of terrifying about this is there are a lot of cracks to slip through. Ben Kirchwald joining us from CBSSports.com. One thing Ken and I have talked about a little bit this morning is what felt like was inevitable, and we were getting there very quickly, a 12-team college football playoff. What does that mean for that proposal that was out there put together by Greg Sankey and 
Bob Bowlesby, who uh, doesn't obviously look good in that front either with what's happened. But does it feel like that that's still on the table, or there's no chance by 2023 we're having a 12-team college football playoff? Well, I, I think it's still on the table. That's just the natural evolution of the postseason. But you had the new Pac-12 commissioner come out the other day, and he had a great interview with The Athletic and said, okay, we, we were all putting this together, and Greg knows something we don't. What? <laughs> what why, would you, why would you rush this through now? Mm-hmm. Because if there's six automatic bids and then six at-large spots, and suddenly the SEC's got freaking Oklahoma and Texas and Alabama. What, do you, what does that look like to you mm. on paper? You're, you're stuffing the ballot box, right? And, and if you're, you know, if ESPN is broadcasting this and you've got, you know, the, the selection committee that you don't know what the hell they're going to come up with any given week, I, this is absolutely hits the pause button on that. I mean, it'll be implemented, but I always thought, you know, they were saying, well, it's like 2025. I was like, eh, this thing's probably going to get, you know, sort of rushed up a couple of years. But why would you, there be any rush now until you can get this figured out? I mean, everything is up in the air at the moment. I don't know why you would change any postseason format quickly. Hmm. Who's, um, who's the, um, at ESPN, will get credit or will get blame for really destroying college football, if you're on that side of the argument. How did they get so big? I know money plays a – well, it's money is a big yeah. part of it. But when did they realize that they could literally own a sport? And they do. They own college football, as you mentioned earlier, and you're right. When did they realize they could own a sport? Someone who works for a competing media outlet, I don't know that I can answer that. Okay. Um, no, I know it's a good, it's a good question. It's a, it's it's a fair, fair answer too on your part. It's a it's a fair question, um, and I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not afraid to say when I don't know an answer. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Send an email to ESPN PR. See what you get back. Yeah, John John Skipper's he gone from there? He is right. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah he's so running uh, DAZN. Okay. He took over that uh, streaming service and is going that route. Speaking of streaming, we've heard a lot about what's next. Moving away from the traditional structure, cord cutting, that subscriptions are going to matter a whole lot more. When you look into the future, what do you see about the way that we consume college football? There's still a pretty good amount of people who have cable. More than I realized. Um, So I think that's still maybe the bread and butter. Of, of these deals is you still have to pay attention to cable. That being said, I mean, streaming is, is certainly grown. Um, I, I wonder if that, I wonder if that is going to matter more on an individual team level. Notre Dame has been really, is, is fighting Irish television that they're working on. The big reason why, even after being a full ACC member in 2020, uh, you know, they're looking to maintain their independence. David Hale, incidentally enough, over at ESPN, uh, had a really good Twitter thread about it. And on a team level, I wonder if streaming is going to matter more. And then as far as your uh, big-tier television packages, if that will stay cable for, you know, the foreseeable future. I, I don't know exactly what that timetable would be, but that seems to me like you can't just completely cut off and uh, cable and alienate that section of your viewership because it still maintains such a large chunk. Hmm. Does um, does Bowlesby and company um, threaten 
the relationship with with the Sugar Bowl that ESPN because that's their biggest bowl payout, and that's a carrot that uh, that's a that's a Big Twelve tie-in. But is it going forward? You know what I mean. I know the contract goes through two thousand twenty-six. Does does Bullsby and Company get to a point where ESPN just? I mean, all right, enough's enough. You guys no longer get that spot in the Sugar Bowl because that's a big payout. Are, are you? I'm sorry. Say like ask that again. Are you indicating that ESPN pushes them out of the Sugar Bowl? Is, is that possible? Yes. Um, well, I mean, anytime you reshuffle the deck on the postseason, you know, I th- think that's a possibility. Sure. I mean, it's in, those bowl tie-ins change all the time. So you know that I think you have to go back to well, what was that? Maybe 2011, 2012. You know, somewhere in there, when when all of those bowl tie-ins, mm-hmm. save for the the Rose Bowl, uh, were, were reshuffled in a big way. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's absolutely possible. It, it, I tell you what, though, there, there is probably as far as like college football moving forward, the playoff, all that stuff. There is probably nothing I'm less concerned about than the Bulls right now. I mean, they, like, does any? No one really cares about the Bulls. So that's just that's just part of the, the evolution of the postseason thing that really sucks here in our state this should be coming up on the most anticipated month in iowa state football history and it's not even close to have a team with everybody coming back a team ranked in the top 10 with real aspirations to get to the college football playoff and now they have this dangling over their head it's terrible for the fan base but to this year does this impact anything on the field that we see do you anticipate outside of a lot of booze when texas and oklahoma come to town anything (laughs) on the field does this impact a college athlete I don't know that it does. They're so regimental. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the, everything is just so regimented and schedule-oriented. And, and I, this, everything, I mean, this is above our head. This is above yeah. a lot of athletic directors' heads. Uh, you know, if you were to believe that, you know, one man on the Texas Board of Regents drove this ship, it's, it's in a, some ways it's above the president's <laughs> So if you're an athlete at Iowa State, the only thing you can control is, is what you do. And, I mean, who the hell knows? Maybe you're a member of the Big Ten in two years. I don't know. So I, I, I don't think it has to be this all is lost. I think you go out there and, say, and you say, okay, we're going to, you know, we have this great team coming back and we have a chance to win the Big 12. And th- that goal hasn't changed. I just remember Trent brought it up yesterday that um, Nebraska's parting gift, as they made it clear they were leaving the big uh, the Big Twelve for the Big Ten, was that uh, mystery second that got put on <laughs> back on the clock against uh, Texas. Wonder if Texas will be in Nebraska's seat that that'll happen to them. An officiating call will go against them as the parting gift Nebraska seemed to get in the Big Twelve championship. What ten, eleven, twelve years ago, whatever it was. <sighs> Here's, um, I tell you, Texas is a, taking the teeth out there, and they and they should. I mean, I, I'm not. No one's, you know, no one's feeling bad for Texas. Oklahoma's probably gladly just letting Texas take all the PR hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's probably because Oklahoma at least wins. But you know, you go back to Bob Stoops' <laughs> comments the other day when he wrote it for the. He goes, well, you know, we're just we're looking out for ourselves. Like, what happened to the? Uh, to the what did he say? It was uh, uh, called the SEC. He called him out like like however many years ago. Propaganda. He said it was propaganda that the SEC was was given out, and now he's like, 
oh, this is really good for us, and, and no one would take us if Oklahoma State was attached to our And I'm like, God, there is no love lost in realignment. I mean, everyone is just is so selfish, and they're in it for themselves. And I don't know where this is going, but I don't like it. And I, want, and I wonder what our threshold is. Because you go to the Premier League, and that Super League that was going to form mm-hmm. a few months ago, and even Chelsea and Man U and all the – everyone revolted. Everyone said, this is not in the spirit of what we're trying to do. And I just wonder if here in America, if we have that same threshold where we say, enough. Mm-hmm. Enough. Can't do it. Uh, think of Bedlam coming up on Thanksgiving weekend mm. this year in Stillwater. Oh, that is going to be, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly. It's, it's got a chance, ugly. doesn't it? Yes. Uh, sadly. Yeah. Uh, ben Kirchival, uh joy vacation. Thanks for popping on. We appreciate it. I'm sure we'll reach out to you again here in the weeks ahead uh, to share your insight. Thank you, Ben. All right. Thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Ben Kirchival, CBSSports.com. I really like Ben. I do too. He's always you can always see the the gears are grinding too. He it's just he doesn't just give an answer to give an answer. It's always very thoughtful. Do you have Dennis Dodd's email? <laughs> I used to. I'd love to know. I know. Love to know. Did they all go? It doesn't sound like they did. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess. I, I used to have his uh phone number. Had him on a time or two back in the day. Let's we'll, try to find that yeah, one. Well, you should. That would be a good get. Uh, we will take our uh, final time out of this hour. We're going to talk NBA draft at 11.05 and then get to the legal side of things with our friend Nate Bolton. Uh, does the Big 12 have a case? Does the ESPN have a lake to stand on? Breaking news. Your Blue Jays have any to move. Oh, God. Let me sit down. Brad Hand. Brad Hand. It's a pretty good one. All right. It's an arm. It's an arm. They need arms. They need arms. Um. At the White Sox swing. made an arm? Uh, they got a second baseman. A second baseman? Cesar Hernandez okay. comes over from division rival Cleveland. Uh, Burrios, does he get traded today? Yes. Um, who's the first Cub out of town? Bryant. Do Then they play this afternoon. Have we seen the starting lineup yet for the Cubs? Break. Is it out? When we come back. Okay, good. See who's in, who's... Um, not going to play today. We're resting them. A Miller and Condon. Keyword for this hour, in case you missed it earlier, is, uh, uh, I'm going to make sure it is here. It's love. 200-200. Love 200-200. Miller and Condon. 1460 KXNO. Shot on your side. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. A couple of minutes before 11. Have you been able to find the Cubs lineup for today? Nothing out yet from the official Cubs Twitter account. Also, some of the beat writers, sometimes they tweeted out earlier. Nothing from them either that I've been able to find at mm. this point. Reds lineup has been out for over an hour now. Still nothing from the Cubs side. Do you like to connect the dots there? Well, I think you can. Uh, Nico Horner got hurt last night. That bat, he was grabbing his oblique. Uh, Baez has a heel issue. Um, so maybe those two, but here's, here's the question is Rizzo in, is Bryant in, uh, do you think Contreras, there's a chance he goes? Yes. You do. A chance. Okay. I don't think a good chance, but a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Brad hands off the market. Now he's mm-hmm. a blue Jay. Um, teams that seemingly were in the market for a closer have a lot of them have moved. Right. Yeah. That's changed kind of the complexion of things a little bit. 
but Kimbrel's still out there, and he's as I mean, he's the the I I think I'm not the only one that he he brings you the most return. Mm-hmm. If there's still teams that are willing to um, you know to trade uh, and give up their guys, it's a buyer's market, isn't it? I it think. is. We'll take a timeout. We have to. We're at the top of the hour. We'll come back. Talk NBA draft. Garza, Wieskamp, Chris Monter, collegebasketballnews.com next. 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM.